Girlfriends, episode number 248, Real Talk About Self-Care. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about self-care, what on earth it really means, and how you can actually do it. Can't wait to dive into this important conversation. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Glad to connect with you here. Always glad when you show up and we can chat here. If this is your first time listening to the Girlfriends podcast, I want to give you a special welcome and hello. Glad you're here. Hope you're going to want to stick around for a while and become a real community member here at Girlfriends. If you're sometimes or always a listener, I'm also glad that you're here. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for showing up. Thank you for all the ways you encourage and support what we do here at Girlfriends. So how are you doing? How have you been? I always like to check in with you here, and it feels like a one-way street sometimes, except I do value your precious feedback that you send me sometimes at danielle at daniellebean.com. But I'd like to know how you're doing. How I'm doing is really tired and stressed. (laughs) So it's early in the morning. Actually, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to the day ahead. But this has been an especially busy time for me as we've been preparing for the Catholic Moms Summit. So by the time you hear this episode, I'm pre-recording, the Catholic Moms Summit will have just completed by the time this episode publishes in mid-November. So the summit is November 13th through the 15th. You still will be able to check it out. If you miss the entire thing, and this is the first time you're hearing about it, you can go to catholicmomssummit.com and you can still get access access to all of the presentations there. There will be an offer for you there. Um, So don't feel like you can't jump on board now. Um, But right now, I've been working a lot on the Catholic Mom Summit, which is in addition to my regular nine to five everyday job of being brand manager over at catholicmom.com, which is on top of what I do here at home, being a wife and a mom and, um, you know, just managing my household. So it's been a lot. And so that's why I'm talking about this topic, because kind of sneaked up on me all of a sudden realizing how physically I was stressed, how physically I was responding to extra stress and the extra work that I've been taking on recently, which I'm happy to do. So actually, that's the first point I want to make is that there are times in our life that are extra stressful. You might be going through one right now. You may not be. The holidays, for sure, you know, that applies to the holidays every year. We're always taking on extra stress. But there might be a certain time in your life, a certain stage in your life that's extra hard. Maybe you're like a mother of newborn twins. That's going to be extra hard. Or, you know, maybe you're homeschooling for the first time, or maybe you're working outside of the home for the first time. We all go through stages of our lives where we feel extra stressed, where extra is being asked of us. And that's not an evil in and of itself. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing those things. Um, But it's important to not forget to care for yourself during those times. And then just in the everyday life of a wife and a mom, or um, the everyday life of someone who's working in the workforce. I know we've got single ladies who are listening who also deal with stress. It's not just moms who deal with stress, who have things pile up on them, who have many demands on them. Um, So it's important to be in tune with that, 
to kind of do an assessment of your life sometimes and think, maybe I need to be a little bit more deliberate about self-care right now. And that's kind of a trendy topic. It's kind of a word you hear thrown around a lot. Self-care for moms, like in self-care for women, why it's important, right? So we've talked about it here before. And I think the title of the last show I did about self-care was, what even is (laughs) self-care? Because I got tired of hearing the word and what it means or how people use it and um, some of the cliched ways people talk about self-care. And so I wanted to talk today, uh, do a similar take on it, but just talking about what it really is and what it really looks like. So I told you, I've recently been feeling extra stressed and extra busy, and um, it's been hard to get the, the rest that I need, hard to do some of the basic ways that I usually do care for myself. And I didn't realize it until I started having these physical symptoms of it, which is not me. I usually feel physically great. I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. My health is usually very good. And um, I was starting to realize that I had headaches every single day. Like by the end of the day, I just needed to take ibuprofen and go to bed. Like every single day this was going on for me. In fact, I can feel it just even a little bit right now, even though it's in the morning time. I'm kind of a chronic headache, which is not typical for me. But then I just started having like back and neck pain, which again is not typical for me. And it really started to bother me. And I was like kind of complaining about it to Dan. And and then I realized, and I was talking to Dan about it, that I haven't been physically doing any kind of exercise in a deliberate way, you know, occasionally going for a walk. But it had been forever since I used my beloved Peloton app, the one you know I'm always talking about here and promoting for you, you know, to do like just a 20-minute weights workout, go for an intervals run. I had not done that. It had been, I mean, honestly, I think it had been, it was a solid three weeks, probably four, that I hadn't done anything like that. And like, I didn't even know like where my my sneakers were. <laughs> they were probably under a pile of mess in my bedroom. And as I was talking to Dan about this, I was like, I haven't been working out at all. And he's like, I know. He said, I noticed that you haven't been doing that. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you say something to me? Like, I wasn't even aware that I was kind of making this decision to not do that. I was just kind of feeling like I don't have time for that right now and kind of making the choice every day, like I'm not going to be doing that. And I, so I was kind of upset with Dan, like, why didn't you say something? And of course, he was like, uh, I didn't want to like add to your pressure, add to your guilt. And like, I figured you were just deciding that you're not going to be doing that right now. And of course, that's very reasonable. But as I thought about it, I thought, I really needed someone to nudge me like that. Not like I, you know, I just wasn't taking a moment to step back and think, what am I doing differently in my life right now up until I had this chronic pain to think, what's going on? And honestly, I know the, the kinds of pain that I was, I've been experiencing, like with headaches and, and back and neck pain, 100% stress caused. <laughs> 100%. I don't need to go to a doctor. And um, so actually, on the day I had that conversation with Dan, I made sure I I found my sneakers and I went out for a run, not very long. I, I was like probably three miles. And, you know, that's, that's a very humbling thing to do. Like that was exhausting. That was hard for me to run those three miles because it had been weeks since I'd done it. And, um, and then I thought, like, I felt great after that run. I felt great. And it was a real lesson for me. Like this is, it's this simple, you know, it's this simple sometimes that I, to kind of assess what's going on in your life. And I just needed that nudge to look at it and say, hey, you know what? You're, you're chronically making this decision to not have regular exercise in your life, something you normally do. And here's the result. You have chronic pain. <laughs> you're suffering physically as a result of this. 
I needed that nudge. And I understand why Dan was hesitant to give me that nudge because I would be hesitant, you know, when somebody's going through something that's extra stressful, you don't want to add to their guilt about it if they're making a decision to not be working out at the same time. And we all have times in our life like that. So that's why I wanted to talk about this here with you because maybe you need that nudge right now. Maybe you need a reminder. It may not be about exercise for you, but a reminder to care for yourself in some basic way. So there are five different areas of your life I want to encourage you. I want to be that nudge for you right now. So inside of today's show, I'm going to go through five different ones, five different parts of your life where maybe you should be considering doing something a little bit more to care for yourself. So the first one is exercise because of my example. (laughs) Maybe you're doing the exact same thing. Maybe you've been pushing off regular exercise, something you've been doing regularly because you're going through something tough right now. And you know what? For a certain stage of your life, that can be okay. That can be appropriate, but not in an ongoing weeks after weeks kind of way because that's going to catch up with you as it did with me. But it can be that simple. It can be as simple as just going out for a walk. I'm not telling you, you know, sign up for, um, you know, some powerlifting team or, you know, doing CrossFit or it might be those things. That might be something you enjoy. But, you know, whatever way makes sense for you, make sure you're physically caring for yourself, getting the physical exercise you need, especially if you're going through something stressful. And this is something that I, I know it. And yet I wasn't practicing it. I know that if you're feeling stressed, you know, that stress can build up and you can build up tension in your muscles that can lead to, uh, guess what, headaches, neck pain, back pain. Uh, That tension can build up and exercise is a natural release of that kind of energy, that kind of tension. So it can avoid those problems in the first place, but then it can alleviate them if you're experiencing them. So making sure you do something physical and it, it could be something as simple as, you know, a 15 minute workout. I've I've recommended many different YouTube workouts here on Girlfriends before. You might have something that you enjoy. If you're looking for something super basic, uh, Joe the Body Coach. I hear from people all the time on um, our Facebook group that's just for uh, members of the Girlfriends podcast, our private Facebook group. If you want to know about it, go to facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends podcast. If you can't remember all of that, you can email me or you can go to the show notes that are always at ascensionpress.com and click the link to join that private Facebook group. But occasionally, um, you know, every once in a while, someone will pop in and say, who's that? Who's that coach on YouTube that Danielle recommends? And I really do recommend him. So look on YouTube for Joe, the body coach, because he has the best just basic 15 to 20 minute workouts that you can do. Some of them involve um, weights and other kinds of equipment, but there are a ton of them that don't require any equipment. You need yourself in about six feet of space, maybe inside of your your room or in your living room or in a hotel room or wherever you happen to be. So find something simple like that that you can do. Um, Just make sure that you are making some form of physical activity an everyday part of your life. Because, you know, spending hours upon hours on the phone or hunched over your computer screen or whatever you're doing, as I was doing, it's not good for you. You're not made to do that. So look for a way, whatever it is, if you've been avoiding this, and and it might be that this has been a regular part of your life, but you've pushed it aside for a busy season of your life, and you now you need this nudge to get back. It may be that you've never considered this an important part of your life, and this is the kind of nudge that I'm going to be right now. Think about it. Think about the ways in which you might be hurting yourself by completely avoiding physical activity in your life, regular exercise. Okay. And I get it. Like I said, I I was just doing the exact same thing. I get it. Uh, But I needed the nudge and maybe you do too. All right. The next one, obvious, eating well. And 
I'm not going to give you a diet. I'm not going to prescribe to you the way you should be eating. I think, actually, I 100% believe that there is no one perfect diet for all human beings, other than possibly, like, avoiding processed foods, because that's kind of a no-brainer. That's actually not good for anybody. But, you know, whether you're going to eat carnivore or keto, or you're going to eat all the carbs all the time, or you're going to eat low-fat or, you know, low—whatever— all the different things that are out there, (laughs) paleo. uh, I think you need to find the thing that makes you feel great. Find the way of eating that makes you feel great. And, um, you know, and so I'm not going to prescribe a diet for you, but I am going to nudge you to consider what your eating choices have been, what you've been habitually doing for nutrition recently and decide, have, have these been good choices for me? Is this a good plan for me? Is this making me feel good? Is this the best way to care for myself. And I'm not going to tell you don't ever have a cookie, but what are you doing habitually? That's what matters more than the occasional cookie, right? That how are you basically, you know, getting nutrition each day? Are you being thoughtful about it? Are you just eating whatever's around just because it's around and not putting any kind of thought into it? Um, You know, consider that. And if one of those ways of eating has made you feel amazing in the past and you've gotten away from it and you're not feeling so great, maybe consider moving in that direction again. Maybe consider making some small changes. Like maybe you've fallen into a habit of having ice cream every night after dinner. That's probably not the best. (laughs) Whatever, whatever it is, whatever habit it is that's coming to your mind as we're talking about this, think about that thing. I'm, I'm not telling you what to do, but I am telling you, think about it. Think about it and decide, am I making choices that are making me feel great? Or am I making choices that ultimately are hurting me, that don't feel great in the long run, that aren't doing good things for for my body? Because you know what? All of us who are busy wives, busy mothers, busy workers, uh, we owe it to the people in our lives that we are loving and serving and caring for to take care of ourselves in these basic ways. And if you're going around kind of nutritionally depriving yourself, eating junk all the time, not caring for your body in this most basic of ways, you're not doing your duty to those people. You're not living up to it. You need to be caring for yourself in this way. And this is part of the whole self-care narrative that I think sometimes bothers me because so much about what we hear about self-care, what immediately comes to mind? What are you thinking of when you hear like, oh, you need to you need to do self-care? It's like a spa day. You picture some woman with her hair in a towel lying down with cucumbers on her eyes or like in a bath reading a romance novel with a glass of wine. Well, yes, those things might be self-care. You know, taking time for yourself in that way might be self-care. But more often than not, self-care is taking care of yourself in these most basic of ways And taking care of yourself in these most basic of ways requires discipline. It doesn't always feel like the the easy choice. It's not the fun thing. Sometimes it doesn't feel fun at all. It isn't what you want to do in the moment. But the long-term benefit is the way that you're caring for yourself. You need to recognize that. Self-care isn't necessarily going to be a spa day. More often than not, it's going to require discipline. And it's going to be caring for yourself in some of these most basic of ways. But before we move on from the topic of eating well, a separate topic that kind of falls under that category that I do want to mention is alcohol. So I read a question from a listener named Justine many weeks ago now. So it's been several episodes. And um, Justine was struggling with drinking and was worried that she was drinking too much, that it was becoming a habit that she didn't like. She wasn't sure how to approach it. She was feeling kind of 
ambivalent about it, like not feeling great about her drinking habit, feeling like she she wasn't an alcoholic, but concerned about her drinking, not sure how to control it, not sure what made sense to make it more balanced in her life. And so I shared Justine's question here on the podcast. And let me tell you, I have heard from so many women since I shared that topic here on the podcast that feel very similarly in their life about alcohol, about a daily wine habit, or even just a couple of times a week wine habit who are wondering about how often they are drinking and if it really makes sense for them. So I need to mention alcohol for that reason. And part of what I I shared with um, Justine back when I answered her question was, our culture really does promote alcohol, especially to women, in a way that I think is insidious sometimes, that isn't good for us sometimes. This kind of like the kind of nudge, nudge, joke, joke. Oh, there's there's actually wine in my coffee cup kind of thing. You know, funny. OK, <laughs> and I get it. But at the same time, I think it's not a healthy approach to alcohol, that as a culture, we've been approaching it wrong. And um, one person that responded to Justine's question about alcohol back then, recommended a book that's um, called, wait, let me make sure I get the title right, called This Naked Mind, Control Alcohol, Find Freedom, Discover Happiness, and Change Your Life by Annie Grace. And um, I put it on my Audible list uh, way back pre-pandemic, I think. And I didn't get to it because during the pandemic, that's one of the things I haven't been doing is listening to audiobooks because I'm never like on a long car drive for my commute to my workplace. I'm never on a plane. These were places where I would listen to audiobooks. Um, But anyway, I finally did recently listen to it. What a great book. If you're struggling at all with alcohol and your approach to alcohol in your life and wondering about like the cultural messages surrounding alcohol, it's a great book. So Annie Grace, it's not a religious book at all. It's about alcohol and our culture's approach to alcohol. And um, she was somebody who was drinking heavily, didn't like the fact that she was drinking, felt out of control, wasn't sure how to handle it. And um, she just offers a, a very refreshing you know, matter of fact kind of approach to cutting alcohol out of your life. Now, if that makes you feel afraid, don't be afraid. She doesn't tell you what to do. But um, I think it's, it's for me, it was a really eye-opening book about the ways our culture embraces and pushes alcohol and how saturated with alcohol our culture is. It really opens your eyes to that. And some of the ways that that influences how we think about alcohol and a lot of the ways that alcohol is not your friend. And during times of stress, drinking a lot of alcohol, is not going to be helpful to you in any way, shape, or form. So I need to mention that just because I know there are people who are struggling with that. And I do want to make that book recommendation. So again, the book is called This Naked Mind, Control Alcohol, Find Freedom, Discover Happiness, and Change Your Life. Even if you're not looking to cut alcohol completely out of your life, read the book. Just open your your eyes a little bit. Open your mind a little bit to a different perspective. I think it's really helpful. So I will put a link in the show notes to that book so you can check it out. Um, If you want to be subscribed to the show notes, you always get links like that sent to your inbox as you're listening to Girlfriends. If you're like out, you know, riding your bike or folding laundry or doing the dishes or driving your car, whatever you're doing as you listen, I know you don't always have time to stop and then click onto your phone to go to ascensionpress.com, get the show notes, get the links. Just text the word girlfriends to 33777 and you will be automatically subscribed to the podcast show notes. They will always go to your inbox every week and you'll have that reassurance every week as we're talking about different things. And I say, link in the show notes. That link is in your inbox. It's that simple. Text the word girlfriends to 33777. All right. So those are the first two I wanted to talk about. Getting exercise, eating well, 
no brainers, right? These are the things we already know, but I want to be a nudge to you just a little bit because I needed it. And I think you might need it too. All right. The third no brainer, getting the sleep you need. Are you getting the sleep you need? We've done whole shows where we talk about the fact that nobody's getting the sleep they need. We're walking around sleep deprived and that is an additional stressor in your life. If you're going through a stressful time, you may be having trouble sleeping and you may be staying up late to work, getting up early to work, um, getting up all hours of the night with a baby, whatever's going on. You may not be able to control that stressful situation, but we can, even inside of stressful situations, look to get the rest we need. It might be as simple as taking a, a nap every day. I know when my kids were little, I napped every day. And it's so funny for me to think about now because I don't, I don't generally nap in the day unless I'm not feeling well. And uh, it's not a habit of mine anymore, but I did. So when my kids were little and I was getting up all hours of the night, I mean, and that doesn't mean I would necessarily fall asleep, you know, and certainly not for hours. But when the kids napped, I would lie down and sometimes I would fall asleep. Sometimes I would have the older kids put on a movie and I would, I would rest, especially when I was pregnant. Like I just needed that rest. And I'm not at a stage in my life where I tend to need that every day, but you might very well be. You might be pregnant. You might have little kids. You might be getting up all hours of the night. You might not be well, and there might be a reason you need that extra rest. So that could be as simple as making time in your day for that and not feeling bad about it. You just physically need to be caring for yourself by getting rest because you need that basic thing. Rest, sleep, more sleep in your everyday life. And so you can do it as simply as that getting some sleep inside of your day and, um, you know, just 20 minutes, even if you lie down, even if you don't fall asleep, just taking that that time to rest. But then also we tend to think of discipline with regard to sleep habits as getting up early. And yeah, that takes discipline, but it also takes discipline to go to bed on time. I know this because for years I've abused my body in this way by staying up late. And oftentimes the the thing is, I'm I'm doing work, you know, back when I was working full time and I, I still had little kids, it I would do the bulk of my work in the evening hours. And oftentimes that meant staying up late. Uh, I don't know if that made sense at that time. I guess it did. I was chronically tired, though, uh, because I was getting up in the morning with those same little kids. Um, and you might have a season or a stage in your life where that makes sense, where making that kind of sleep sacrifice makes sense. But on the whole, does it make sense? Could you be going to bed earlier? Are you staying up late? And I get it because, you know, I know I've done this for years too, where it's like, once the kids go to bed, that's finally my time or my time together with Dan and we can watch TV or we can talk with each other or I can just do goofy stuff on my computer or on my phone. Like, I, I totally get it. But, you know, making sure you have that downtime is part of self-care, but not extending it into the wee hours of the morning also is self-care. Setting a limit on it. Give yourself a bedtime. Give yourself a goal of getting to bed at a certain time each night. I'm not going to tell you what time it needs to be. You need to decide what's reasonable. And maybe talk with your husband about it if you're wondering, like, what is reasonable? And are you getting a, a good chunk of sleep each night? Um, and in what ways might you be able to improve that situation by being more disciplined about what time you go to bed? And then what can really help you with regard to getting the sleep you need and getting the quality of sleep you need is having a nighttime routine. Do you have a routine at the end of your day or is it like go, 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 and I've done this and then try to go to bed and then your mind is just racing is really helpful. Like in the last at least half hour before you go to bed, like not being on a screen, 
maybe, you know, taking a, a shower or a bath. I've always had the habit for many years. It started when the kids were little, but I've, I've kept it up mostly through the years of showering in the evening at the end of the day. When my kids were all little, it was just the time that I could because Dan was home and could give him the babies and whatever. And that was when I would shower. But I, I kind of like that routine at the end of the day. And, you know, whatever makes sense for you, though, um, some people like to do a stretching routine or, a you know, a calming kind of exercise at night. Maybe that's going to make sense for you. And maybe putting your things together, making your plan for the next day, whether it's packing lunches for the kids or um, writing up your own to-do list or looking at your calendar and, you know, making that plan so that feel things feel in place for the next day. But having a calming kind of routine, and it can be really simple. Like we do this with our toddlers because we know it feels good to them to have a bedtime routine. You know, like they take a bath and you read a story and you say prayers and go to bed. Um, do something similar for yourself. Treat yourself like a toddler. I've heard that that bit of advice before, that especially when you're going through a stressful time, treat yourself like a toddler. Like make sure you're getting your nap. Make sure you're getting a healthy snack. Make sure you have your routine. And um, so, you know, your bedtime routine, your nighttime routine, it'll look different for everybody. What do you enjoy? What makes sense for you? Um, just give some consideration to that. What What kind of discipline could you apply to your sleep routine? That will make sense for you. That will ensure that you're getting the kind of rest that you need. That will make sure that you are able to care for the people in your life that are important to you. Whether it's caring for your own kids or caring for your husband or doing good work in, your, in the workplace. Recognize that caring for yourself in this very basic way, getting the rest that you need, sometimes does require discipline. All right. The fourth way I want to mention um, that I want to nudge you to take care of yourself is with regard to your finances. Now, this isn't something that necessarily comes to mind right away, but I think this is a very big self-care thing. And again, I'm not going to give you some answers here. You know, we've done shows about finances where people who are smarter about it than I am have shared wisdom on this topic. But I am going to nudge you and say, are you avoiding your financial situation right now? Are you avoiding having a conversation with your husband? Are you looking the other way on credit card debt that's rising in your life? Are you, are you worried about finances but not facing a way to kind of solve that situation in your life right now? Give this some thought. Face the monster. Don't put your head in the sand. This is one way that we can really care for ourselves because this is something that really stresses people out not having your finances in order. And I don't mean you need to, you know, <laughs> have everything perfect and the X amount of savings and whatever. It, everybody's financial situation is going to look different and the circumstances that God has placed you in, it's going to look different for everybody. But God doesn't want you to be stressing about your finances. He doesn't want you to be a financial mess. He doesn't want you to be worried about these things or avoiding having a responsible conversation with your husband about it. He doesn't want that for you. So self-care here looks like perhaps creating a budget for yourself, perhaps making a plan to, to pay off debt that is mounting and causing you stress or, you know, whatever it looks like. This is self-care. This is the discipline of self-care, having the conversation, taking whatever painful steps maybe that you're avoiding to put yourself on a budget, to pay down your debts, 
to, um, you know, so much emotion is caught up inside of our finances. And this is what we've talked about in previous shows where we've talked about finances. So many people have shame about their their financial situation or not knowing what they think they should know and not having, you know, the, the plan in place or not working to a budget. And, you know, I really want to just be that nudge right now that's going to encourage you to take whatever step you need to get the help that you need. It's okay. Give yourself permission to say, I don't know what I'm doing here. And that's fine. Not everybody's a financial expert, but seek out the people in your life who can guide you along that path toward finding peace inside of your financial decisions, inside of your financial situation in your life right now. God doesn't want you to be stressed about that. If it's a cause of stress in your life, this is one basic way that you can care for yourself is looking for and getting that help you need. And if you are stressed about your finances and you're not sure where to turn, what kind of help you can find, a great place to start is with Compass Catholic Ministries. So this is an organization. It's got it's got a Catholic approach. It's Catholic people working to help people inside of their financial situations, uh, especially families. So um, you can go to compasscatholic.org and get more information about the kinds of services they provide, what kind of basic help, whatever it is you're looking for. If you feel like you're just an idiot about finances and don't know where to start, start there. Go to compasscatholic.org. I will put that link in the show notes for you at ascensionpress.com. And um, just start there. Maybe maybe you'll uh, make a connection there. They've got podcasts and other resources for you. A great place to start to begin to have that conversation with yourself, with your spouse, the thing that you're avoiding financially. Um, if you're in that situation, now is your nudge. Here's your nudge. Take care of it. Give yourself the gift of finding freedom and peace inside of your financial situation. So that's the fourth way I wanted to mention was with regard to your finances. And one thing I want to mention is that, you know, if you're feeling stressed about debt or if you're just chronically stressed about not making it, not feeling like you're making ends meet inside of your current situation, you know, um, I don't remember which financial person it was. It was on a podcast, I think, that I listened to years ago. Just put it this simply, like if you are chronically stressed inside of your financial situation, whether it's because of debt or you're just feeling like you're not making ends quite meet each month and you feel like you're falling further into debt or whatever. um, First of all, knowing that that's not God's will for you, he doesn't want you living like that. He doesn't want you feeling like that. He doesn't want you stressed like that. And and then second of all, this was just so helpful to me at, at that stage in my life when I heard it, was the the solution is looking at your your financial situation. And if you're not, if you're not quite making it and you're feeling stressed about that in whatever way, it the solution is as simple as you need to either earn more or spend less and have that conversation about how you're going to do those things. Maybe you need to do both of those things. But to me, at the time when I heard that, it was just eye-opening, like, oh, yeah, it, I feel like it's this big, complicated monster that feels unsolvable, and yet, could you just sit down and have that conversation with your spouse? Like, uh, we're feeling financial stress right now, and it feels like a chronic situation for us. I'm not happy. I, I've been avoiding it. Let's have this conversation and then talk together. Like, what, what makes sense? In what ways could we spend less? In what ways could we earn more? You know, it seems like a no-brainer, except I know I needed to hear that at a certain point in my life, that it could be that simple. And sometimes we make it more complicated than it needs to be. And, you know, whatever the details of how you're going to address it, that's that's between you and your husband. Um, you know, that's something for you to decide. There's no excuse for just completely avoiding it because it feels stressful. That's That's not self-care. That is not taking care of yourself. That's not what God wants for you. Okay, 
finally, of course, I'm going to mention spiritual self-care. You need to be spiritually caring for yourself. And that means prayer. That means time for prayer every single day. There's no way around it. I'm not going to make an excuse for you. And I'm not going to tell you it needs to look like a certain thing. I'm not going to say you have to pray a rosary every day. I'm not going to say you have to be on your knees in a chapel in, you know, in Eucharistic adoration every day or even every week. I'm not going to tell you what that looks like. For you right now, you know where you are right now. You know what your circumstances are. You know what's possible. I am going to tell you that you have five minutes in your day that you can spend in prayer and that if that's all you have, start there. I'm not going to believe that you don't have five minutes. So I'm not going to give you that excuse. I know you're busy. I know you have a million things going on. You may not have those five minutes at the same time in perfect ideal circumstances every single day. Fine. Start where you are. Take your five minutes where you have them and start there. Give God five minutes and see if it doesn't grow from there. Okay. We've talked about this before on the podcast that we're built for a relationship with God. This is what we're made for. We are made for him. So, you know, what St. Augustine wrote in Confessions all those years ago, our hearts are restless, Lord, until they rest in thee. So true, so important, so easy to forget when life gets busy, when we get stressed. This is what we're made for. We're called to rest in him. Rest. Doesn't that sound nice? If you're going through a stressful time, don't you want rest? And that means Truly, exactly that, that God wants us to rest in him. He wants our time of prayer to be a time of rest. He says, come to me, all you who are burdened and find rest. I will give you rest. When you are weary and you are burdened, he wants to give you rest. And that comes in your connection with him. It can be as simple as spending five minutes of your day with your eyes closed, quietly focused on God, placing yourself in his presence opening your heart to what he might want to say to you, letting him love you. You know, I always like to reflect on the fact that in that scripture passage, Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me. He doesn't say, show up and speak an eloquent speech to me in your prayer time. He doesn't say it needs to look exactly like this. You need to tell me these things. You're not going to impress God with anything you say in your prayer life. You can't earn his love by anything you're going to do. He just wants us to show up. Are you showing up? So this is your nudge to remind you that you need this. This is the most basic of self-care is being connected with God. Are you giving yourself that kind of self-care? Are you making daily time for prayer? And if you want something structured about it, sometimes that's really helpful. There's so many great resources out there. At catholicmom.com, they've got daily gospel reflections. And these are a beautiful tool, a beautiful resource. If you don't know where to begin, start there. Go to catholicmom.com and the daily gospel reflections, the daily prayers are exactly that, a very short reflection on the scripture passage for each day. The church gives us this. Even if you're not getting to daily mass, you can read the readings of the day. And um, so then what's included there at catholicmom.com is the readings And then a short reflection by one of the Catholic mom writers on that scripture passage, on that gospel passage with a a prayer prompt and a question for further reflection. A great way to structure your prayer each day. Start there. Um, There are 
tons of others, you know, take up and read. Um, We've had Elizabeth Foss here on the podcast before, a wonderful resource for daily prayer support, wonderful source for journals, if that's your kind of thing. Also, Blessed Is She, some people really enjoy those resources. I know they're a great organization. Really, there's a lot out there. If you don't know where to start, start with one of those most basic of ways. But you don't even need stuff. You don't need a fancy thing. You don't need a program. You have a human soul. That's all the equipment you need to be connected with God. So spend those five minutes. If you can't find more than that, start with those five minutes that I am not going to let you tell me you don't have. You've got the five minutes. So find it and then spend it in prayer. Make sure you're doing that. Um, Oh, another resource that I really love is The Better Part. It's a four-volume set. You can buy them one at a time, but they're they're focused on the four different Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And um, they're by Father John Bartunek. And he's a legionary priest, okay? I know some people have... A real a real block with regard to the Legion of Christ. And and for good reason. A lot of people have had very bad experiences. My family has had all kinds of experiences with the Legion of Christ. Anyway, I'm not going to dive into that. <laughs> I did once before here on the podcast, and um, I got a lot of angry notes on all sides of the issue. So anyway, I have no official affiliation with Legion of Christ. I've had very positive experiences with Legion of Christ. I've had very negative experiences with the Legion of Christ. That's all I will say. But Father John Bartunek is a legionary priest, and he's a wonderful and holy person. And I love these books by him. So if you don't have some mental block with regard to um, any legionary priest, uh, you could check them out. I love them because they they walk you through the entire gospel, one book at a time, one little passage at a time. So you can work through them prayerfully, It probably, to do a reflection, takes 15 to 20 minutes each day. But it's a great structure for a daily prayer life focused on Scripture. And what he does is he he shares one little passage from the gospel each day and um, then some different little prompts toward reflection on them. And that's it. And I, I love using these because if you just use them every day and you kind of just work your way through like that, by the end, you've read and truly reflected on the entire gospel. I'm almost done with Luke right now. And uh, it's really a beautiful thing, a beautiful way to spend a little part of your each day. So again, I'll put that link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. You can check it out, but the it's called The Better Part. It's a, a four volume set, but you can buy the books individually. You could just pick, you know, if you want to start with Luke or whatever it is, um, or just check one of them out, but you can buy them as a four volume set as well. All right. Um, Also, with regard to spiritual self-care, when did you last go to confession? Yep, I'm going to be that nudge right now. When did you last get to confession? In times in my life where I've been very stressed, when I've felt very unhappy, when I've been angry about things, confession is such a balm for your soul. You need it, especially if you're going through something hard. You need it. And yet sometimes it's inside of those moments in our life when we're unhappy for various reasons or we're struggling in different ways that we avoid confession. We feel like we can't go. And yet this confession is made exactly for those times in your life where you're struggling, where it's hard. And so we need it. So don't avoid it. This is your nudge. This is your reminder. Even if it's been many, many years, I'm speaking to you right now. You need to go to confession. Get yourself there. These are the words that 
I want to speak to you today. Most parishes have opened up access to confession. If you're not sure how to do it in the age of COVID, if you haven't been um, since all of this, you know, you can just call whatever parish you're thinking about going to and ask about, you know, how you do it. Do you need to wear a mask? Where do you show up? How do you know all of that stuff? Make sure you've got peace of mind about how to do that. And then just get there. Get yourself there. God wants to give you the gift of his healing love. He wants to give you peace inside of that sacrament. He wants to give you the gift of himself inside of that sacrament. He's waiting to meet you there. So get yourself to confession. All right. Those are the five different areas that I want you to think about. Maybe just one of them is the nudge you need to hear today. That's what I'm here for. I want to be the nudge, the nudge that I needed, I want to give to you today. So uh, just to recap about getting physical exercise on a regular basis, taking care of yourself by what you're eating, paying attention to that, getting the sleep that you need, financial situation, and then finally caring for yourself in spiritual ways. If you have feedback for me on this episode, or if there's a topic you'd like me to take up in a future show, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I always love to hear from you. You can connect with me uh, by email at danielle at daniellebean.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am Danielle Bean. We're going to take a quick break right now, but don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back with some listener feedback I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Do you find it difficult to enter into the mysteries of the rosary? What about personally applying them to your life? Drawing from the writings of the saints, the Bible, and Catholic tradition, Matt Fratt has produced Pocket Guide to the Rosary, a masterful work that teaches Catholics how to truly meditate on the mysteries of the rosary how to pray the rosary like the saints, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your prayer life and improve the way you pray what St. Padre Pio called the weapon of our times, we invite you to check out Pocket Guide to the Rosary by Matt Frad. To order, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. Welcome back. All right, we're at the time in the show where I like to share some listener feedback. Emily wrote to me this past week, and here's what Emily says. She says, Dear Danielle, I'm a new at-home mom, and I'm really having a hard time being patient with my toddler son. He just seems to know how to push my buttons, and the next thing I know, I'm losing my cool and screaming at him. Then we both cry, and I feel so guilty. No matter what I try, I can't seem to break this pattern, and this is not the kind of mom I want to be. What can I do? Emily. Okay, so there was uh, that was just one little section of Emily's email. But um, so, Emily, know that I've read your entire email. I'm going to reply to you personally. But this is the section that I wanted to share here. I think that this is a topic that I hear from young moms, well, moms of every age and stage of life, actually, about on a regular basis. And I did a whole episode once. I think it was called, like, How to Stop Yelling at Your Kids. <laughs> because I get it. And, and they're, they're, this is something that many people struggle with. So first, that's the first thing I want to say to you, Emily. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're reaching out for this help and know that you are not alone inside of this struggle. But first and foremost, I hope you listen to today's show because this is what you need. You need to be taking care of yourself. This is a symptom of something else going on in your life where you are feeling stressed. And you mentioned you're, you're an, a new at-home mom. I don't know if, if you have other kids. It sounds like maybe this is your only child. You're adjusting to motherhood. 
you're adjusting to being an at-home mom. And I know for sure when I was adjusting to being being an at-home mom, that was a very hard time for me. And as much as I loved it and I longed for it, you know, I was working full time after my first daughter was born and all I wanted to do was be an at-home mom. And I was overjoyed to be an at-home mom by the time I finally was able to stay home full time with my kids. But it still was hard. And that actually compounded the stress that I was feeling because I was like, this is what I wanted. And yet it's so hard. And I'm feeling impatient. And that's very normal. So, you know, give yourself that grace. But yeah, you need to be caring for yourself too. Make sure that you're getting the kinds of breaks that you need. Make sure that you are caring for yourself in these basic ways that we talked about here today in this show. Give yourself that basic self-care. Okay, and, and second of all, um, another way of giving yourself grace is when you do mess up, you mentioned, you know, if you freak out on your toddler, scream at him, then you're both there crying. Don't stay there. Don't wallow in it. Don't, you know, that's what the devil wants. He wants to have you mess up and then you stay there just saying, I'm such a terrible mother. I can't function. I can't do this. And just prolong your misery in that way. And your, and your son's misery, frankly. Give yourself grace. You know, get to confession if you need to. That's one of those spiritual ways we talked about caring for yourself on today's show. But, you know, then get back to doing the next right thing. It's as simple as that. Don't wallow in it. Don't stay there inside of the mistake that you've made. Apologize. You can give yourself that gift. Give your son that gift of modeling for him the kind of behavior that you you need to show when you mess up. That's a gift to him. If you just show him, you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you, even if he's not quite old enough to understand everything you say. Just say, you know, mommy, sorry. I I shouldn't have yelled like that. I, I was feeling impatient. And, you know, then give yourself the grace of just moving on to the next thing and give him the grace of doing that, too. You don't need to wallow in it, you know. Um, And then finally, it sounds like you need some help. It sounds like maybe you don't have breaks built in and that you could use some help. Maybe your husband is going to be that source of help. Maybe a mother's helper you could hire. Maybe your extended family, a neighbor, a friend. Even if it's just for having some time set aside, maybe two hours, like two hours on a Wednesday afternoon, you have someone who's going to be there, whether it's your your husband's work schedule allows for that to happen or you swap childcare with a girlfriend, whatever it is. Something basic like that, I know was a huge help to me when I was a mom of a bunch of little kids. Just knowing that, like if I know on Wednesday afternoon, I'm going to have two hours to do whatever the heck I want, even if I'm just upstairs, just goofing around on Facebook or whatever, uh, that can be a real help to you on Tuesday morning when you're struggling. <laughs> Like just knowing you have time set aside like that or, you know, looking ahead to the evening time when maybe it's going to be your husband's going to handle bath time and bedtime and you're going to have a little bit of respite. I'm not saying you you should only get respite once a week, right? So this needs to be an everyday thing. Some point in your day, you need to have that that time to yourself, whether it's when you, you take a shower or as you're getting ready for bed or whatever works inside of your routine, you need to have breaks. You need some help and support in order to get the breaks that you need to be a good mom. You say, this isn't the kind of mom I want to be. Good for you for recognizing that. Good for you for wanting to do something other than what you've been doing, this pattern of behavior. Good for you for recognizing a negative pattern of behavior and wanting to do something about it and reaching out. So I'll be praying for you, Emily. I'll be praying for all moms who struggle. Every mom out there who's feeling like, This isn't the kind of mom I want to be. Well, 
there's your there's your nudge right there to get the kind of support that you need, the kind of help that you need to address whatever it is that's going on in your life right now. Thanks so much for that question, Emily. Thank you all for all the ways that you encourage and support what I do here at Girlfriends. One way I really want to ask for your encouragement this week is if you have a moment, if you haven't already, please go to iTunes and rate and review the Girlfriends podcast. It'll just take a moment, just, you know, give it a, a rating, a number of stars, and then a quick review with a, just a couple of sentences. It really does help to get the word out about Girlfriends. It helps us to grow our community here of listeners. It lets iTunes know that you appreciate the podcast and that you're subscribed. Oh, yes, that's the other thing. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you will not ever miss an episode of Girlfriends. I want to stay connected with you here in this way. It's such a gift for us to be able to connect through the Girlfriends podcast every week. So thank you for considering that. But most of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of today's show. It means so much to me that you show up, that we're able to connect in this way. And I am so grateful for the gift of your presence here today. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 